best damn nation. Let me talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking news. Hold on. Hold up. Card subject to change. We've got breaking news. And it's not a good one. Randy Orton quite possibly would not be able to return to in-ring action due to the injury of his back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are losing one of the greatest of all time in terms of entertainment, in terms of getting in that ring and doing what he do better than anybody ever, in my opinion. He's been doing it for a very long time. So we want to send well wishes, uh, healing prayers and everything to Randy Orton hope that the doctors can figure out a way to get him back in the ring because we need at least one more good match for the legend killer, the legend himself, Randy Orton. Now, back to you, Brian Renegade. Man, how am I supposed to follow that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you gonna break the news like that? It was good breaking news, but like that ain't going how I'm supposed to follow that. Uh beautiful people. Uh my name is Brian Renegade. And with me, I have the best damn crew. Uh I have the one and only Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. Mr. Personal Trainer of O2 uh -huh. Fitness. Uh -huh. Mr. Everything. Oh, right oh, here in the building. What up there, beautiful people? Yeah, I started the new job. It's going pretty good. It's going a little slow, but it's going to get there. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So we're going to get there, you know, making it do what it do. Making it do what it does. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you want to get some personal fitness, uh, you go to Mr. Everything. You want to get trained in the ring, you go to Mr. Everything. You want a good right. sandwich, you go to Mr. Everything. No, you go to Chef. Well, you know, well, I was trying, I was trying to add on accolades, but it's okay. <laughs> oh man, nice to see you, my brother. Oh, next we have the genie of the best damn wrestling podcast, the dawn of the best damn wrestling podcast. LP is in the building. What's going on, everybody? Everybody good? Oh man, good. Uh, like I always say. Uh, Blessed and highly favored, my brother. Uh, how's everything going your way? I'm going good. I ain't today been kind of slow. I, I have worked on a lot of other stuff, so I ain't, you know, I ain't, I ain't got nothing exciting to talk about. <laughs> oh man, well, we got some exciting wrestling to talk about, my friend. There's a lot of stuff going on in the wrestling world. Uh, fellas, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, you know, we got to do it each. In every Wednesday, beautiful people, prepare yourself. You know what time it is. It's hot topics, fellas. Woo. Uh, first events after the draft, people started showing up. All the new talent started uh, showing themselves. Uh, we've been talking about it as fans. Will they? start doing the vignettes to introduce everybody. We criticized them for a while. I think they've been listening to us. 
Because every time we say something, they make improvements <laughs> in some type of way. Uh, and I'm, I was happy to see it because you saw the introduction of a lot of wrestlers, and I thought that it, they did that really, really well. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into SmackDown. Uh, go ahead and get the elephant out of the room. You know what I'm saying? The World Heavyweight Championship Tournament was in full swing on uh, SmackDown. We saw AJ Styles versus Edge versus Rey Mysterio. Um, Edge put out a very emotional video saying, hey, look, I ain't got that much time. <laughs> I need to get back the belt that I never lost. Uh, and I thought for a second, man, that Edge might just pull it off. Um, but the match was absolutely great. Uh, AJ Styles, it was good to see him back because I know we were clamoring for AJ. Like, where has AJ been? I haven't seen AJ in a while. Uh, and then he just popped up out of nowhere and said, the OC is here. And then all of a sudden, he's in the contention for the belt. Uh, I thought that was very good. Um, fellas, let's talk about this match real quick. At the end of the match, man, AJ Styles ended up pulling out the win. Uh, it was a little botching moment at the end with Edge and, and Rey Mysterio. I think uh, I was thinking that you know either Rey was going for like a DDT, a jumping DDT, and Edge was going for a spear. For some reason, it did not connect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just, it just the pieces just didn't fit together. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't for some reason. The reason why it didn't connect is because Edge was tired. <laughs> Either tired. Or he pulled a muscle or something because he just wasn't there for that spot. It, it was it was mostly on edge where he was supposed to hit that spear in the best way. And he just it, it just didn't look spearing. It looked like uh more like asparagus or something. Yeah. <laughs> the, the spear did not uh spare <laughs> uh any any space for uh for, for just miscommunication, man. It was a bad spot, especially at the end of the match. But AJ Styles ended up pulling out that win. Mr. Everything, what did you think about that match from a wrestling standpoint? And where did you... Uh, do you see AJ Styles pulling off the win? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was definitely uh, well put together and showcased every competitor in that match and their styles. Um, you know, all three of them have at least 15 years to 20 years under their belts. So we expected to see a great match, and that's what we got. Told a great story. Um, you know, the history between Edge and uh, Rey Mysterio. Um, and then, you know, AJ Styles was just an implant in, in terms of that match. And no one really thought that AJ Styles would pull out the win after Edge's emotional video everyone thought okay it's either gonna be edge that's gonna pull out this win or you know with Ada with uh Rey Mysterio doing a lot of dedication to Eddie Guerrero um we thought that Ray would pull off the win to go on to be the world champion when indeed it became AJ Styles and I do believe AJ has the ability to win the belt um however he's stepping in the ring with Seth Rollins and the story has been built around Seth Rollins getting a title, whether it was taking the title from Roman Reigns 
or getting this title. And I really feel like it may be Seth's moment at this time. Uh, but it just remains to be seen. We'll see how everything's going to play out. But I, I, I actually do hope it does be AJ Styles. Um, now, what does that happen to the o, what happens to the OC in that um, that situation? I don't know because truthfully, uh, Gallows and Anderson do and don't need AJ. Uh, I think if they get a spot where they have a really good tag team match, they can be okay. Um, they're, they're stars in their own right, but I think they do need AJ to kind of pull them along to make people get behind them and want to actually want to see them. But we, we'll see what happens with all of that. Oh, man. LP, what you think about this AJ Styles, Edge, and Ray Mysterio match, man? Did you think old Rayway was going to pull it out? Did you think the Edge was going to just squeak out the win and dominate? Or did you know that uh, AJ Styles was going to be the man and pull out the win? Uh, I, I, after that video, I, I was like most people, I kind of thought that uh, Edge was going to pull it off. And then it made sense. Um, I've never been a big fan of somebody coming back and getting a title shot. I like AJ Styles, um, but I've never been a big fan of somebody just showing up. And he's been gone for damn near, seemed like about four or five months, it seemed like. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, you jumped right back and you in the title hunt. I'm probably sure that they had a deal where they were like, when I come back, you know, y'all gonna give me this belt, give me the title, this title shot. I, I don't know. Um, but it was, it was a good match. Uh, I, my my money is 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 winning money in the bank, and that's how he's gonna end up getting the uh, title. I think he is gonna get a title before he leaves. Him mm -hmm. getting it uh, money in the bank style fits him more, uh, and that still plays into like the whole edge thing. So I'm hoping that's what they do. Um, a lot of people got that money on L.A. Night and different people, <laughs> Sammy, still people, Jay. A lot of people got these these different people that think gonna get money in the bank, but I got money for it. That's why Ed didn't win this mm. because you know when money in the bank is, but I think he's gonna uh, whether he cash in on that champion or Roman. I think I definitely think it's gonna do. But it was yeah, it was a it was a hell of a match. All, all of the, all of the matches been all the triple threat matches been pretty good. I don't think none of them was bad. Yeah, uh, I I think all of them were were really good. Um, the AJ Styles Edge and Rey Mysterio match was really good. Uh, like I said, other than that that little botch at the end, uh, like Mister Everything doesn't like to call it a botch. But other than that, that uh, that exerted moment, I guess. <laughs> other than that exerted moment, uh, man, the match was really good. Uh, we also saw Bobby Lashley versus uh, Austin Theory versus Sheamus. Uh, that match was actually really good. Also, and Bobby pulled off the win. Man, I don't remember when Bobby got busted open, but Bobby got me either. Cracked, Jack. <laughs> you know, what I'm me saying? either. I have no idea what happened, how it happened. All I know is when he came to the ring, he had all these staples in his head when he got in the ring with AJ. I'm like, when did that happen? Oh man, but it's wrestling. Somebody, somebody put a fold in the crease at the top of Bobby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I know um, he is not gonna forget that. You remember when uh, Matt Riddle put that little shine on his on his eye, man? He ain't. He kind of went at Matt Riddle kind of hard, man. Um, so, and I think that that's kind of the reason why 
at the end of the night when AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley faced off, you know, Bobby wasn't at, he wasn't a full healthy Bobby when AJ Styles fought. Granted, AJ Styles wasn't a full healthy AJ Styles, but I'd rather have a full healthy AJ Styles versus a full healthy energetic mean man Bobby. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but let's talk about that match real quick. What did you think about the AJ Styles versus Bobby Lashley fight? And do you think that was the right call in letting uh, AJ go for Bobby? Let me go. Let's say everything. Uh, it was definitely a clash of uh, two styles. But, you know, no pun intended, AJ Styles was able to pull out the win uh, and withstand uh, the storm that is Bobby Lashley. I think... Having these guys like Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, just to go off a little bit, um, have them continue their fights or their matches while they're bleeding still tells a really good story because you think about it, you're losing blood, you're losing some type of strength, you're losing some type of endurance and oxygen and consciousness, and it helps the smaller guys be able to pull off these wins. Um, which helped AJ Styles pull off the win against Bobby Lashley. Um, there were some moments where I was kind of trying to figure out what was actually going on between them. Uh, I think AJ, you know, it's been a long time since we've seen matches where they had blood involved in it. I think AJ was more so trying to look at the referee like, hey, are we going to stop this or what? Because that's that's a lot of blood coming out of brother's head. And, you know, I don't I don't want to get a fine for it. I don't want Bobby to get a fine for it. Um, but they kept going. And um, that's one of those situations where you just have to go with it, let it happen, and let the ref step in. If the ref doesn't step in, just keep it going. Don't give the fans no type of uh, idea that, okay, this is it's unscripted. This is off the... Uh, you know, off the, the script, and we're trying to figure out what to do next. Let the ref be the one to step in and and go from there. But I, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. AJ Styles did definitely um, deserve that win, and you know, I hope to see. I can't wait to see what happens next with that. Yeah, LP. I think Bobby was one of your top people to win. Uh, how did you feel about the loss that uh, Bobby? Experienced to AJ Styles. Uh, you know, I, I, I just think they need to push Bobby at least one good time. Well, you know, pre-pandemic. They did push him during the pandemic. But just like I felt about Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre deserved one more reign with, you know, with the crowd, which he's, I don't think he ever going to get. And I'm almost at a point now I don't think Bobby's going to get that neither until maybe maybe a little bit later on. Until Roman start holding the belt, it's hard to figure out who's going to Who's going to do what? Um, I definitely think Bobby should have went over on AJ because, I mean, it's Bobby Lashley. I like AJ Styles, but it's Bobby Lashley. So with Bobby being this dominant force, they got to let Bobby be this dominant force. Um, on the whole blood thing, I, I really think it's done on purpose. I think it's because of this merger because there's no way we have been – we've been almost five, six, seven, eight years without one drop of blood. And we have had blood in the past three weeks. We had Brock bleeding, Bobby bleeding, and somebody else was bleeding from the lips uh, in a match not too long ago. It was either la it was either Monday or Thursday. I can't remember who it was. Somebody mouth or something was busted open. It's mm. just no way. It's a coincidence. <laughs> but we went a whole 
multiple years with not a drop of blood. So I think I think they do it on purpose. I really think Brock did that on purpose. I think Brock knew how to hit his head hard enough on that thing to bleed. I don't know how Bobby got busted open. I, I'm like I said, I'm, I missed that too. I don't know what happened. He might have bladed. I don't know. I'll have to go back and watch that match again. That uh, was, I don't think that Bobby bladed. That, 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 that was a hard way. That was a hard way, Jack, because it was. I mean, it was like a taco. <laughs> it was like a taco, and you saw all the meat in between. Uh, Man, I don't think that he he bladed that. You know what I'm saying? If it, if we were talking about John Moxley, yeah, but Bobby Lashley, yeah. I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that Bobby would do that. And 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 again, it fits Bobby and Brock because, with, like you said, LP, with the merger of Endeavor and UFC, these two guys have been in MMA situations, so it fits. Um, with those two having it that situation, I don't really see anybody else doing it anytime soon. Maybe Matt Riddle. I can see Matt Riddle uh, getting busted open, but nobody after them that I can think of. Yeah, I've seen a couple people busted up, man. You're right. I mean, I, I didn't even think about that because there has been a lot more color on TV. And even though when they show the play the, the playbacks, it's usually in black and white uh, just for the playbacks in general. But, yeah, there has been a lot more color on TV, you know. AEW shows color in almost every other match, uh, <laughs> and that's great for that's great for their fan base. I feel like you got to to a certain extent. I mean, it's still wrestling. We grew up seeing it all the time. Rick Flair be bleeding coming down the ramp. So <laughs> I think that they caught a lot of hell from the Finn Balor and Edge situation because, well, number one, it was a hell in the cell, and we talked about that. So yeah. you're supposed to bleed. You ain't supposed to bleed in every match. Certain matches, you're supposed to a hardcore match or you know a cage match. It's supposed to be some kind of blood or something. So to have those matches, and you still want the believability uh, factor in wrestling, you can't really you can't really do it if you're not you know a little bit of blood here and there. So yeah, we'll be. And you remember a long time ago, and we stopped talking about it when they. Uh, when everybody was like, is WWE about to stop being PG? This is before the merger. I forgot what it was that they they said they were going to bring back blood. This was like months ago, but we haven't seen anything about it. We kind of forgot about it. This could be part of that as well, because now we are, you know, now we are seeing it. And it does add to certain matches. Um, I think Cody and Brock next match, somebody going to bleed too. I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them don't bleed, because Bobby going to try to bust them up. <laughs> Not Bobby. Brock gonna try to uh oh have Brock, Brock gonna crack him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Brock, Brock gonna mm-hmm. crack him, Jack. Yeah, he gonna he, yeah. You he, remember this? You gonna take credit for this? Yeah. Look at my face. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. there's, a, gonna, there's a receipt coming. Oh for sure. Think about what Blood has done. Blood made two of the biggest stars ever. Blood made Stone Cold and Blood made Becky Lynch. So Cody could Cody could use that blood because the Pectoria was cool, but nothing like blood. So that that could add to Cody, and people get behind him. It's kind of yeah. <laughs> it's <super> <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I think that um, I would have thought that uh, Cody would have lost a little steam by now, and I think that a lot of his believability. <laughs> it's like he cuts really good promos. Don't get me wrong. 
I've, I've enjoyed him talking uh, and, and cutting promos. But it's still like, make me care. Like, show me why you have over a million dollars in, in Pyro every time you come out. And if people, listen, did you see, and I'm, I'm going to get into it later, but some people can only wish they had Pyro. Mr. Everything, does it, let me ask you a question. Uh, does it make it better when you come out with Pyro? Your interest, does it help you a little bit more? Absolutely, absolutely, because it shows uh superstardom like you, you you're above everybody else you're not just like anybody else like everybody comes out the same with just their music but you have some type of pyro behind you it shows a little bit more extra superstardom to me yeah man and uh it's certain people who i love their interests because it gives you the the fire and the sparks and all the excitement with the pyro man um <laughs> I don't know. I, I still, I, I, I'm interested in, in Cody versus Brock, but it's only so much I can get invested into that match. But before I get into all of that, uh, congratulations, AJ Styles. Uh, we now have AJ Styles versus Seth freaking Rollins at Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. That Seth is going to be an amazing He's on Hollywood. You said Seth what now? I said Seth's gonna lose. It's funny because on online, everybody's saying Seth's gonna lose because he's gone Hollywood <laughs> because of the Captain America thing, which he's probably gonna have like a three second cameo, or he's probably not even gonna talk. It's it's crazy how the media is now versus the media how it used to be. Because before it was no big deal, you yeah. know, wrestling did it all the time. Batista showed up on Smallville, but uh, Triple H was in Blade. You know, it was stuff that didn't even matter because those guys kept on wrestling. But now, Seth Rollins is in Captain America for AJ Styles is definitely going to win. And now they're, <laughs> they're nothing about putting a belt on Seth Rollins. It's like, they're like he about to be Captain America sidekick or something. Like, I guarantee you, Seth Rollins is that's how, Well, that's how it usually starts. So let's go ahead and get into it, man. This is uh, what LP is alluding to. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins is on the set of uh, Winter Soldier. Excuse me, not the Winter Soldier. I said the wrong movie. Uh, Captain America, <laughs> New World Order. I, 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 I knew I shouldn't know that. Uh, he looks like low-key right there. Um, I absolutely love this because I'm a Seth Rollins fan, and I think that Seth should go into Hollywood, man. Um, I like, even if it's a cameo, I think they're going to see the potential in Seth freaking Rollins. And hopefully he doesn't get killed off in the movie. Because maybe, just maybe, they might see something in Seth freaking Rollins and say, hey, we want you to stay around for, you know, a couple more movies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That would no. be a great transition for Seth Rollins to go to Hollywood. I'm going to be honest with you. If he's going to do it, this is the best time to do it. <laughs> Don't wait till you're old, broke down, and, and, and can't move no more. Listen, do it now. You know what I'm saying? You know when The Rock went into Hollywood? He was fresh. He was still, he only been wrestling with four years. He was like, I'm out. <laughs> so as soon as Hollywood started calling, I'm out. He was like, I grew up around wrestlers. I know what the future looks like for people who wrestles. For more than 10, 20, 40 years, 50 years. 
You know what I'm saying? Have you seen Mankind lately? Mick Foley? I don't yeah, know why he just don't sew an ear on. I, I mean, I don't, you know, it popped off. He can just, you know, put a prosthetic. There's all kind of technology out now. Certain wrestlers you knew were going to be bad when they get old just because of the way they wrestle. I think the wrestlers now they're not doing as brutal stuff as they used to be. So I think they'll. I think their longevity is different. I think they're doing a lot more brutal stuff. Look at Seth Rollins' matches. It ain't like he fighting like Cactus Jack or you know Mankind. He was something totally. ECW people, that stuff. Those matches was something totally different. Like they don't even have a hardcore match anymore. When last time we had a hardcore match? Like they don't even have it. Then if they have a. If they have a uh, the last time when Seth Rollins fought uh, Bray Wyatt in the in the uh, Hell in a Cell or whatever it was, look how that turned out. So yeah, the, I think the wrestlers now, with the exception of Finn Balor, because I think Finn Balor gonna have no legs when he get old because that is <laughs> is going to destroy him as an old man. Just like I really feel like Benoit, all those head jumps had something to do. With all that kind of stuff that went on with him, because I, I think he really was losing himself with those flying head, but that's just me personally. Um, but yeah, I, I think the wrestlers today that they, they, they're gonna be more durable uh, than before. But Seth, Seth gonna do a cameo just like many other wrestlers have. The Miz, the Miz have done so many cameos. Yeah, he's done so many cameos and movies, man. And uh, I think. I like I love the Miz. I don't think the Miz gets the kind of credit that he needs, man. The Miz, the Miz is very uh is very versatile, man. And it's it's only so many people who you can see the transition from Hollywood over to uh from wrestling, excuse me, to from wrestling to Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? The Miz is one of those guys. Um I can I can definitely see Seth Rollins making that trick that easy transition, man. Over to acting. He got chops. Don't get it twisted. I don't think that this is going to be his first and only uh, thing that he does, man. Um, and I'm excited about it because I think he can do it. Another guy who I think is going to uh, grace his, uh, the screen soon, man, Austin Theory. I think Austin Theory can go. Listen, yeah. He's if, you whole, if you've seen the character that Austin Theory had while he was in NXT, he was like lovable, clumsy, a little bit on the dumb side. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and and he was just, just, just lovable, dumb, dumb. You know what I'm saying? I get, and then he transitioned over to a complete asshole. <laughs> and so you know, he, he, I think he has range, man. Um, and I, I enjoy watching Austin Theory's trans transformation uh, on the mic and in the ring. Even though I, I I know it still hasn't connected for him, but it will. I think over time it's going. To, I think it's going to connect over time. Uh, LP, listen, man, we had an, uh, one of the guys who I was a little unsure of how he was going to fit in the whole fold, but I absolutely love this wrestler. Uh, he goes by the name of Cameron Grimes. Uh, have you seen Cameron Grimes in the ring at all? No, no. Other other than when I saw him beat up old uh, old man last week for for whatever. Why they always using my man as a punching bag? Oh man, who are you talking about, Barry Corbin? <laughs> yeah, they they they, they he's buried. Like I told yeah. 
told you guys back when that JBL thing came, I said it's not gonna work. And now he definitely that was that was that was just sad. Like at least have a match. Like <laughs> like you could tell now they don't give a damn. But that was that was to show you right there. Brand Corbin is done. It didn't work. JBL mess. Everybody. <laughs> He needs to join a judgment day or something. Like that is gonna be where the judgment day seem to be looking at young people. But he needs yeah. I don't know what Brad Baron Corbin, I don't know what he needs to do. He just gonna be one, he's gonna be another jobber. He's gonna be just like um uh Dolph, he can be just like Dolph Ziggler. Like they're gonna use him. These guys aren't old. Like stop using these guys that are still can go as like job like to make them get to bring these new guys up and because it's not working. Like Austin's theory beat the hell out of Zack Ryder, but, but what did that do for Austin Theory? Nothing. All that did is make everybody be like, damn, won't y'all can y'all stop treating him? It's <laughs> a shit Austin theory beat Zack Ryder. Not Zack Ryder. Oh, it's uh, regular. I was I was like, so what did he say? <laughs> Matt yeah. Cardona. Uh but yeah, uh yeah. Yeah, they 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 just I just don't like the way they do that. Like I I'm, I get it to an extent, but these Baron Corbin, like he he beat Roman. He was the last person to beat Roman. They at least could have used that for some kind of story for him or something, uh, like something. I mean, he was he was killed by himself at one point in time on SmackDown. He didn't need nothing anyway. He was he was a good heel. He was a great heel. So yeah, but like now, nah, it's it's, it's done. It's no. He's not gonna make no comeback. He's not gonna. He gonna get beat again, just like <laughs> these new boys, these new NXT boys are gonna use him as a stepping stone. And unfortunately, that's that's uh, it for him. And that's it for the Lone Wolf. <laughs> oh dead. man, say it ain't so, man. Uh, I love Baron Corbin, man, and I don't know why they 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 crapped all over Baron Corbin. Uh, and I, to give to be honest with you, I love Cameron Grimes, and it was interesting to see him win in that fashion. Where Baron Corbin does what he does best, he got on the microphone and pissed everybody off, and then talk uh, belittled Cameron Grimes. But Cameron Grimes just hit him with this uh, big uh, stomp to this to the man. Uh, man, he stomped the hell out of him <laughs> through the ring, uh, one, two, three, and that was, you know, I hate to see Baron Corbin as that guy, uh, but. You know, Cameron Grimes look good. And I'm excited to see where Cameron Grimes goes because Cameron Grimes can really act. Cameron Grimes is good in the ring. He can put on some really good matches. Um, he is of a smaller stature, but he's really good. You know what I'm saying? And I think that people would be surprised at what Cameron Grimes does in the future, man. Uh, let's go over to uh, Monday Night Raw. We saw another group uh, finally arrive in this year uh, who is an all-Indian uh, group uh, Sangha, Veer, and Jinder Mahal uh, they made their debut against some scrubs <laughs> uh, they didn't even announce the guys names before the bell rung and they just got destroyed LP let's talk about in this year man uh, what did you think about their interest do you think they're a real threat in the tag team division and are they a strong action with Jinder Mahal leading the charge. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're a very strong faction. And being the fact that Jinder Mahal is like, the, I guess, the manager or whatever, but he still can go to, that makes him great as well. Um, 
I definitely think if they do it right, they could they could really do some stuff with them. But you know, my my biggest gripe right now is uh, the unified tag team titles. Like they they gotta split this up. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to keep adding these groups and not having nothing to fight for. Like nobody's even had a title shot outside of the bloodline since WrestleMania. So I know they kind of alluded that if they don't lose the belts, uh, I guess we'll get into that. If they, if I'm gonna tell you, if they lose those belts. I'm gonna be missing from I'm gonna be missing from that week of the show because I'm not watching wrestling for a week. I promise you, I'm not. I'm gonna I'm gonna not watch wrestling for a week <laughs> if Roman wins that damn bill. I promise you on everything. So do not say y'all checking in because Lamont will not be there if Roman wins those freaking titles. <laughs> no sense. Oh, man. Well, look, no, no slight to end this year, man. I think that they are going to be poised to be uh, a force to be reckoned with, man. I just hope that they don't use them as fall guys because they are powerful, they are big, and there's something that we've been missing for wrestling in a long time, just a dominant force of big guys. Uh, and, I, you know, not to say that there aren't groups like that, but they make sense. You know what I'm saying? And with Jinder Mahal, it gives him a brand-new uh, refreshment on his career and let everybody know who the Maharaja is uh, because he, you know, like I'm not, he was a former world champion. Um, and I think that this group in this year will do some massive things, but let's go ahead and get into what you were just talking about, man. There was a segment on Monday night raw with the bloodline. Uh, no, excuse me. That was on SmackDown. Wasn't it on SmackDown? Yeah, yeah. it was on SmackDown. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm just flip-flopping real quick, but let me go back to SmackDown. On SmackDown, the bloodline came out in full force. You had the Usos, Solo Sokoa, Roman Reigns, and the and the uh, the great Paul Heyman came down to the ring. Roman was like, all right. He started looking at his cousin. He was like, you didn't just think that we were going to all show up here and we weren't going to address that loss, <laughs> that loss at uh, at WrestleMania. You didn't think that we weren't going to address the fact that you dedicated a match that you lost to me. He said, "I'm not even. I'm, I'm the greatest champion singles competitor of all times. I'm the greatest." Champion all the time. I'm not even a tag team contender. I don't do tag teams. We got people in our family who do tag teams. You know what I'm saying? Alpha and Seeker, the Wild Samoans, are considered to be one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Especially in the bloodline, they are fixtures within the bloodline family. You know what I'm saying? He was like, we got people in our family that you could have dedicated that win to. I ain't dedicated to me. I ain't want that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so Roman was looking at Jimmy. He was like, you, 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 think, I'm, you think I'm funny? You laugh. He was laughing at him. He was like, you think I'm funny? You think I'm, I'm trying to pop you? You think I'm trying to make you laugh? Huh? You think this is commercial? He took Jimmy and munched him in the face. Jimmy was like, I know this it didn't just <laughs> I know he just didn't mush me. He was like, Am I laughing now? Huh? 
Is it funny now? What you gonna do? <laughs> Talking to him like Nick Cousins. What you gonna do? Jimmy sat there for a while. He was like, man. He was in, the, in between the rock and the hard place. Let me ask you a question. If you was Jimmy in that moment, LP, when you know your cousin is the breadwinner, your cousin is the person that everybody reveres, but you not know, you ain't no chump. You a champion in your own right. You a grown ass man just like he is. And he mushed you at a cookout. <laughs> and say, what you gonna do? Is you gonna fight in front of your whole family? Or you gonna let that pass? You gonna let that rock? Nah, the moment the moment he mushed me, he wouldn't have been able to ask me what I was gonna do because by the time <laughs> I would have been going forward. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah, you ain't gonna, you can't, you can't mush nobody in the face. You can't slap nobody in the face. And you can't spit in nobody's face. Those, <laughs> those three. You do any of those three things to a man, you got to fight. Like, it ain't no, <laughs> you, can't, you can't go home after that. You can't go talk to your wife later on after you just got mushed in front of the whole family. Like, he <laughs> 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 did what he was supposed to do because he was about to jump on Roman ass. Yeah, his Jake. brother stepped in. Jay stepped in and just was like, look, we apologize. All right? He, you know, he had to calm his brother down because he, you know, Jimmy won't go take that. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to take for so much. Jay took straight up abuse. <laughs> Jay, Jay going to need some therapy after all this is done. Uh, Jay has been taking abuse from his cousin. Uh, Jimmy wasn't going to let him just punk him like that. So he started to come back and then Jay was like, hey, no, it's okay. It's cool. Look, we apologize for losing. We apologize for dedicating that win to you. So then yeah, Paul Heyman steps in and says, hey, <clears throat> we are going to bring gold back to the bloodline. Solo Sokoa and your tribal chief will be in a tag team match on Night of Champions to face Sami Zayn and KO. Boy, they was pissed. Jimmy and Jay were pissed. How you gonna take our opportunity? You gonna talk junk to me? Mush me in the face in front of millions of people. <laughs> and then take away my opportunity? Oh my God, he gutted the Usos in that moment, man. LP, what you think about this whole segment? I, I think it was good. I mean, they still pushing this bloodline storyline. I mean, that's it brought new life into now. Everybody trying to figure out, you know, if Rumble would actually win. Is are Jimmy and Jay gonna make them lose? Like a lot of people I present online, a lot of people think that's what's gonna happen. And that's gonna start the whole movement toward Jimmy or Jay fighting Roman. Um, is solos gonna 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 turn on Roman? I mean, they got a lot of different ways they can go. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see which way they go. So I, I, I think they did a good job reinvesting people back into the story that was kind of like it's getting kind of old. This is continuing it to, to spike it a little bit. Yeah, man. Uh, I thought it, I thought the segment was good, man, and I'm enjoying a lot of these uh, new segments. The writers have been. Firing on all cylinders. I know we put some criticism behind some of the storylines. Uh, but with the bloodline storyline, man, they are. This is good, man. 
Mr. Everything, we was just talking about the Bloodline segment on, on uh, SmackDown where Roman Reigns was talking to the Usos about their loss and then dedicating a whole loss to the Tribal Chief. And so Roman Reigns had to correct the Usos and wish Jimmy and told them to apologize. I asked LP, what would he do if he was at a cookout? His older cousin, who was respected in the family, mushed him in the face and told him, what you going to do about it? What would you do in that situation? Would you fight in front of your whole fam? Or would you take that, <laughs> take that L and go sit down? Well, it's just like LP. Starts coming back. I'm coming forward. Um, <laughs> But the interesting thing about that is, is a couple of things real quick. One, when you get challenged in Samoan uh, heritage family lineage, you pretty much have to take that challenge. It ain't no, oh, I'm just going to stand back and, you know, like that's a, yo, what you going to do? Like, I think Roman was looking at him like, what you going to do? And another thing that we need to really realize is that Roman put a lot of the heat on Jimmy. He didn't step to Jay like that. And let's remember, Jay was the one that left the bloodline with the whole Sami Zayn situation going on. And it was a lot of question and a lot of, yo, what's going on? What you doing? What's happening? Roman didn't step up to Jay. And he, I think it's because he knows Jay is definitely the hothead. He and Jay had been in the ring several times. Roman and Jimmy have not been in the ring. They have not had a one-on-one situation. Jimmy has always been a level-headed one. Jimmy has always been the one that's like, listen, man, um, I, I, you, you could talk sense into Jimmy. You can't talk no sense into Jay. And, and I think that's a big, big um, thing to really consider because why didn't Roman say anything to Jay? He put all the attention on Jimmy. Right, right, and, and 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 Jimmy did stand back. You know, he 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 took it, and when he was getting ready to step up and say something, is when Jay stepped in because he knows Jimmy might be the level-headed one, but he might actually do something. But he'll say something first, and 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 he'll mess up things as far as the Usos go. But Jay is the one. Hey, if you must me. I'm busting you right in your mouth. It, it ain't no talking about it after that. It, it's, well, in, in, in the words of Jay Uso, in, in the words of Jay Uso, I gotta come get you. I gotta come get you. That's it. It ain't no talking. I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. And 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 again, it goes back to Jay saying to Solo last week, I'm your brother, not him. You listen to me, you ain't gonna listen to him. So a lot of this, I'm keep telling y'all, a lot of stuff is surrounding around Jay Uso. Nobody can get y'all can not believe me if you want to, but I think that was a very big eye opener to know that Roman is really looking at Jay like, yo, you might be the one that actually flip on. Oh man, Whew. Uh this is. Let me. <laughs> This is this is getting good, fellas, man. This whole storyline is is absolutely drama, man. Let me go to the best damn nation. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, the Bloodline has more drama than my daily telenovelas. All right, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's a lot going on, Jack. Um, do you guys think if Roman and Solo do not pull out this win, it's because the Usos are going to make their presence known? Let me ask that question to LP. Uh, something's gonna happen. Like, it's not gonna be a straight up match. Like, no matter what, it's not gonna be a straight up match. Uh, can Roman and Solo actually beat KO and Sammy? I think it can go either way if they were to fight straight up. I definitely ain't gonna sit here and say Roman and Solo or would dominate them. Like, nah, it would be, it's don't forget that's KO and Sammy, like two great wrestlers in their own right. So, I, I think something's gonna happen. I just don't know what. But I do think the Usos will have something to do. Either they're going to be ringside or they're going to do something. Um, it's just hard to tell because if you really pay attention to the story, it's like we were saying before, Jay always protects Jimmy. Jay only joined the bloodline because he was protecting Jimmy. When Jay went back to the bloodline, why did he go back to the bloodline? Because he knew Jimmy was about to get fucked up. Remember he said, <laughs> Roman said, if he ain't here next week, and Jimmy even Jay even said it. Jay said, "What? What? I, I didn't have. Remember, he was fussing with Sam. I didn't have a choice. I know what he was gonna do to my brother. He came back again because of Jimmy. He protected Jimmy for the third time. Don't you remember? It didn't hit. If I ain't mistaken, they had a. Uh, I quit, it's, man. It's the other way around. Huh? It's the other way around. Jay was already in it. He was already up under Roman." Jimmy came in trying to convince him, and Roman kept trying to convince Jimmy to join them. And it was Jay and Roman who had the I quit match, and he wouldn't do it until Roman jumped on Jimmy. He wouldn't yeah. say I quit until he grabbed Jimmy. So it, yeah, he's he's protected Jimmy, but it was Jay that was up under Roman's, uh, you know, puppetry or whatever before then, beforehand. And Jimmy came in trying to convince him to leave. And he went and leave. He kept telling him, "Look, you just need to come along. Just fall in, just fall in line." Now it's 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 turning around. Now Jimmy's more like Jay. You need to come and fall in line. Like, what what what, what are you doing? And Jay's like, "Man, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing." But now he's he's also like, "Look, now I gotta protect my brother because I but know I'm, Jimmy is not that guy." Yeah, but all three times he protected his brother. All three situations, even that I quit match. When did, he, when did he say it? When he grabbed Jimmy. He protected Jimmy all three times. So, like, Jimmy is definitely, like, to me, Jimmy comes off as the younger brother. I don't know who's the older brother, but Jay Jay comes off as the, the older one to me because he's always protected. Jimmy don't never seem to know what the hell going on. I said that last time. He didn't even know what was going on with Solo. Jay know what happened with Solo, but Jimmy still don't know. You know, it ain't like they said nothing else about it. But like that whole time when it was like that whole situation, Jimmy was like, "We good now, we good now. Nah, y'all ain't y'all ain't good." So, I, I, it still boils down to it being Jay because Jimmy Jimmy can't beat Roman. I don't feel like Jimmy. I don't. I don't think nobody wants to see Jimmy versus Roman. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. Jimmy can't beat most people. Like you know, and I'm not putting I'm not putting no slight. Oh, no, because no. I thought that Jimmy out of the twins when they first before the whole bloodline thing, I thought Jimmy was going to be the breakout star. 
But man, Jimmy be losing a lot. If y'all pay attention, whenever the Usos take a loss, it's usually Jimmy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When Jimmy go one on one with anybody, Jimmy is taking that loss. I'm sorry. Jay is the Jay is the better, more aggressive wrestler. I love Jimmy. Don't get me wrong. I love the yin and yang that they have. But to be honest with you, as singles competitors, Jay, Manny J. Jay Uso is a stronger singles competitor than, than Jimmy. Well, you always got one person they're going to push better than the other in the tag team. No, don't mean just, just think about it. If you had a real fight, right, and somebody said, hey, man, you got to fight one of the twins. You got to fight Jimmy or Jay. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to want to fight Jimmy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He is angry for no reason. He's gonna keep on going. Even if he can is that he's still gonna keep on going. Jimmy, I feel like I could whip Jimmy ass. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, on a good on a good rainy day. <laughs> on a good rainy day. But not to take anything from Jimmy and Jay. Like I said, they're they're legends in their own right. Uh just in general, man, Jay Uso is gonna be the breakout star if they do break out. Break up the the, the Usos, which I don't really see them doing. I hope they don't do. I don't. I don't think that even even if he was to win the belt some kind of way, I still don't see them breaking them up. Like they don't have to break them up. They can still. Well, I guess they really won't be tag teams. But I mean, even right now, they can't fight for the belt no more until you know, until they split it or whatever they're gonna do. Like I just don't know why they have not said anything about splitting those belts up when. Those those belts being on one person or was just as bad as Roman belts being on one person. Just because you split it up doesn't mean anything. So I think either they need to unify them belts and make them one belt, and then make another belt. They they get they gotta do something. It's funny because I was I went you know I would see I'm always watching the old wrestling, and Triple H was the last person to have both belts before they unified it and made it one belt. I didn't know that I didn't I forgot about that until I watched Raw. Cause you remember when Triple H came back from that injury. He beat Y2J, and he had both belts. Then when Ric Flair was running Raw, Ric Flair unified both belts, and he made that one belt. And mm. Triple H first person to have that belt. So I think somewhere down the line, either that's going to happen with Roman or that's going to happen with the tag belts because I they're not going to keep on with these two belts. Yet. Either they're going to split them up or they're going to combine them. The question is, I think they're going to combine them because now you got the belt on Raw. Roman's not gonna keep if Roman gonna keep them belts, they're gonna merge those two belts because it don't make no sense. Imagine from here on out, you just get those two belts and another person get one belt. They gotta unify them belts eventually. And I didn't think about that until I was watching that old Raw. And I was like, wow, they're gonna have to do that with Roman. So you're saying that Roman Reigns will win the tag team champion just from Sammy. I know, I know, no, no, no. Jay, mm -hmm. Jay. Remember him sound like me? Nah. Maybe you're making a prediction, Jeannie? Mm -hmm. Nah, that <laughs> prediction will have something to do with it because who else is going to have something to do with it? There ain't nobody else embedded in the storyline with the exception of Paul Heyman. The judgment Day. Huh? Don't forget, about, don't forget about Judgment Day. I think the Judgment Day is going to walk down to the ring. The Usos are going to come out and get involved with the Judgment Day. And then that's going to cause the distractions for Roman and Solo to lose. Yeah, but the Judgment Day kind of cheering. They were kind of cheering Roman on. So why would they come down 
Why would they come yeah, back? I don't see the Judgment Day making a role in that. And if you're talking about, let's go to Monday Night Raw, because that was a, one of the matches, was KO Sami Zayn versus Judgment Day. And it looked like uh, Paul Heyman had made an agreement with Imperium to come down and interfere with the match, uh, causing KO and Sami Zayn to lose uh, against Judgment Day on Monday Night Raw. So I, I saw an alliance with the Imperium. I've seen an alliance with the Judgment Day. I don't think that they don't even have the bloodline in their radar, to be honest with you. Well, let's not things. forget about the uh, the little agreement they had a couple of weeks ago when they uh, when they were all in a ring. It was the Usos and Solo and Judgment Day. And they were like, what, what is this? Yo, OG, what's up? And Jay was like, Yo, what's up with this? Oh, your your tribal chief made a a little agreement. Mm. We, we want to have um, Judgment Day take care of the the Sammy and and, and uh, Kevin situation, and we're going to take care of the Rey Mysterio situation. And that hasn't died, you know. And they had that whole situation, you know, with the Usos and and Judgment Day, like, oh yeah, you didn't live up to your end of the bargain. However. Roman has not said anything about having an issue with Judgment Day not doing their part. He's always had a problem with the Usos not doing their part. And then when Judgment Day came to the ring this past Monday and said this, uh, Kevin and uh, Sammy, like, hey, man, you know, you might win. You might not. Who's to say? Let's if you guys want some help by chance, let us know. We don't mind helping you, but just know if we help you, we're next. No matter who wins, we're next. And I and I think Judgment Day has a dog in this fight because they want to be the next tag team champions. And you can either come out and get involved, and it may look like they're going to get involved against... Uh, the bloodline and the Usos come out and get involved and stop them but they might be really coming out to stop Kevin and Sammy because no one has said that this whole agreement between Roman and Adjustment Day has ended mm. and that's going to set Roman off on that following Friday who told y'all to come to the ring when we told them well how do you know I didn't tell them to do that. You guys, buddy, you, you, you put your nose in my business, but you don't even know what's going on, because let's not forget, the Usos have no idea what's going on. They don't know nothing. They don't know the plan. All they know is whatever Capone tells them at that moment, they got to go with. So this could be one of those big cliffhangers where we're like, I didn't tell y'all to come to the I didn't even tell y'all to be in an arena because y'all didn't even have a match. So I don't even know why y'all even here. I spoke to these gentlemen and I asked them to do me a favor because I also have a favor to do for them. And you messed it up. So now we got a problem. And then, then you're going to have Jasmine Day versus the Usos with Solo Sokoa standing there. And then that's when Solo is going to turn on the Usos and that's going to cause a big uproar. I'm going to be the guru for today. 
Oh man, call calling the storyline and the match, man. Mister Everything does everything, brother. Uh, I can see I can see a lot of that kind of playing out, and I don't know if they're trying to end the the bloodline storyline now or if they're gonna wait until like next year. I thought it was gonna play out for at least a year or two, uh, but we'll see, man. It's de- it's definitely one of the hottest storylines going right now. It's the bloodline storyline, and I just need other wrestlers and other factions and groups and tag teams to step up in that department and give us some really, really good storylines, man. Um, quick question. Yeah. Real quick question before we move on. Uh, LP did bring up a really good, uh, a really good um, situation. Edge winning money in the bank, right? That could happen. That could very well happen, and he could go for the world title. What if? What are the chances that? Because we haven't had one in a very long time. That we have two men's money in the bank matches, and one can challenge for the world title, and one can challenge for the undisputed title. Because then that plays that plays into something pretty big. Because can you hear me? No, not you, LP. LP. Oh. Um, that that plays into something pretty big because you have a story with Edge going after the belt that he's never lost, and then you could have the situation, depending on how things play out, of Jay Uso being Mister Money in the Bank and causing a bigger uproar and making Roman be like, "What are you gonna do? You either gonna." Get rid of it. You gonna lay down, or or you gonna come out here and try to take my belts? But just understand that if you come to get this, you got a whole problem in front of you. I think I think that would be very interesting if they did that. But that's three belts. You said you said Edge win a belt and Jay win a belt. No, I'm saying if they because we still have to do the unification of the two belts, the, the WWE and Universal. If we unify those beforehand, and then you have Jay win the Money in the Bank the match, and Edge win a Money in the Bank match, and Edge go for the world title, and Jay go for you know Roman's title, I think that'd be pretty interesting. Why? Why would it be two men's Money in the Bank matches? It it changes the dynamic of things. It changes because you know we we we're so used to the one. Money in the Bank match, and we're waiting to see who they're going to challenge. And they screwed that up when they did it with uh, Austin Theory running after the, the the United States title. And I don't still don't know why. Yeah, they would do know something why. that's going to wash that out. Right, <laughs> and, and, and yeah. they need to do something really, really big. And it's going to be something that makes people say, "You know what? I want to see what's going to happen." You you can have Edge win the Money in the Bank match title. But everybody's going to sit back and say he's going to go after the world title because of his video. That'll be the, the first title that I never lost. That could be the last title that I, I lose. So everybody's going to be like, okay, so what does Roman have to do? What is what is Roman going to do? So if you do two men's money in the banks, let Edge go after the world title, let Jay go after Roman, that'll make it very interesting. Y'all really choosing Edge over Cody? To win yes. the money in the bank? Yes, as as the for one, as deserves it again. He never lost. 
he still can go. His clock is ticking. To, I'm I'm sorry. I think I said it before. I'm not a Cody fan. Cody is all right, but he's boring as hell to me. I don't. <laughs> the song. The song. The song is the best thing. Just to say, whoa, 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 because I don't know what the hell else they're saying in there. <laughs> the song is catchy as hell, but Cody and his list is boring. And I hate him and the interview. Like he's not. He's not funny. I don't get hyped on nothing he says. All he does is do his legacy mess. Like, they basically, like, they created a belt for him to win. They almost did the same thing in uh, AEW. They created a belt just to give it to Cody. That uh, TNT championship. I think that was the first belt Cody won. They created it for Cody. Uh, so, once again, we're in almost in the same situation. Like, the fan would I think the fans will be fine. It ain't like the fans will be like, oh, it's too old. I think if they do it right, like that video preluded to, it would be a much better grab. I want to see Edge win more than AJ Styles right now. Because once I seen the Edge, I felt like, damn, that made sense. Because Edge been bullshitting since he's been back with his whole judgment day stuff. So now, like he said, I got business to take care of. I ain't got much time. That's your storyline. And Edge, Edge winning any one of them on either side is going to be a big pop. Like, people are tired of Cody. Cody is boring. And this Brock Lesnar thing is not doing nothing for Cody. <laughs> Cody Cody going to be fighting Gunther for the inter, for the Intercontinental soon. I'm telling you, he's about to be out of this picture because he's fucking boring. Freaking boring. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, I, I, can, I can see that. Let's talk about something that really uh, nobody saw coming but I'm I'm glad that it happened and I understand why it happened uh they had a battle royal for the number one contendership of Gunther's title the Intercontinental Championship and uh all of the men in the ring there was a lot of meat in the ring and little old positive Mustafa Ali Positive Ali won the match. He is going to Saudi Arabia to face Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Like I said, I understand why they did it. Uh, it's another Selena Vega situation all over again. But I think that Ali will get the pop that he deserves. I mean, he been, I mean, he's been putting in a lot of work. I can't, I can't not say that he has not. Uh, has the character babyface positive Ali character got over yet? I don't know. Not really. Uh, he did make me laugh on Monday Night Raw. Uh, <laughs> he said something that was very funny. Uh, but other than that, I'm not sure if the, the character has gotten over with the fans, but I'm pretty sure he's going to get a huge pop in Saudi Arabia. Are you guys excited to see uh, Mustafa Ali versus Gunther uh, do his thing? Let me ask this to LP. I, I, I don't really care. He's going to lose. And if they decide if they decide to pull the trigger with Mustafa Ali when they could have did it with Selena Vega, I'm going to be pissed. Like, if you're going to make Gunter lose, Mustafa Ali is not that guy to be Gunter. I'm sorry. Like, it's, it's funny when I was watching that Rumble, it just shows you how many wrestlers they got that they're not doing nothing with. Yes, like that I was thinking team, the same thing. He is full of people who ain't doing shit. Like, 
I'm like, dang, where I ain't seen them since where they been? Who where, where they been? Like <laughs> all that talent. And there's some good wrestlers that was in that ring. You know, even some of the NXT people that I'm not that familiar with, I've I've heard a lot about Johnny wrestling and you know, people that have not gotten over. Like well, that, yeah, that was a couple people in that match that I saw. Von Wagner was one of them. He was the big guy. Uh and he's uh, I think this is his second appearance on Monday Night Raw. He was a, a bodyguard uh, for a little bit, but probably he had, had more than that. But he's he's now on the talent roster. Uh, and who else? J.D. Madonna made his presence known against Dolph Ziggler, man. Uh, I don't know why people just feel the need to disrespect Dolph Ziggler like that. Bro. Like, no, like they, just, they just want to try Dolph. And Dolph is a good all-around wrestler. Matt, ring style. I mean, I'm going to be honest. When he went down to NXT and he became NXT champion, that was probably one of my favorite times in NXT because he was good. He was bringing eyes to the product, and it was some really good wrestlers at that time on the NXT product. But, man, people just feel the need to just go up and just – Slap, beat the hell out of Dolph Ziggler like he wasn't the man at one point in time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, man. The way I see it, it gives Dolph something to do now. <laughs> hey, that's I think that's going to be a really good match between J.D. Madonna and Dolph Ziggler, man, when they do decide to do that match. Um, but, yeah, he made his presence known, man. And it was a couple of other people that, that escaped my mind right now, but those are the two that I, I remember seeing. Uh, that we're trying to do something in, in the ring. Um, let's go over to uh, one of the matches that I wanted to talk about real quick, the Xavier Woods versus Dominic Mysterio match. Uh, Mr. Everything, let's talk about it real quick. What did you think about the Xavier Woods versus Dominic match? It was back and forth. Uh, obviously, uh, Mommy was there uh, for Dominic, and she got a you know, pretty good reception too, man. Uh, what did you think about the Xavier Woods versus Dominic Mysterio match? Uh, I mean, what can we say? Once again, we got to get Xavier Woods' flowers, man. He's making this man look good. I think I think that's what Dominic needs. He needs somebody like an Xavier Woods that can make the boy work and make him look relevant. Uh, he has the heat. He, he, he has a volcano heat right now. He he go out there and he minute he get ready to get on the mic, they boo him immediately. You can't get no you can't get no much more heat than that. Oh my god. You know I've never seen I, like bro, I've seen some people get booed, but not to this effect. Where like yeah. the whole entire arena won't even let him they boo him as soon as they see him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't even let him speak up. I've never heard the crowds that loud booing for somebody. And in unison as well. Like it was like it was like they practice like, okay, as soon as he come out, everybody going one, two, three, boo. Okay, we're going one, two, three, boo. Not one, two, boo. One, two, three, boo. And it was in unison. There was no no wave to it. So yeah, Xavier, Xavier is that guy. We definitely gotta give him his flowers. We give him his crown back. Yeah, I enjoy that. Oh man, LPZ, what'd you think about the uh, 
the Xavier Woods versus Dominic Mysterio match, man. And did you think that Dominic is proving himself to be a worthy competitor on Monday Night Raw? I think I got to give Dominic his flowers for making Xavier Woods look good in that match. (laughs) What did you say? Oh no, he said some kind of blasphemy. Please say that again, sir. Yeah. I gotta give I gotta give Dominique his flowers for making Xavier Woods uh look good. I mean, I, I y'all, y'all gotta give Dominique some credit. The lies he, you tell, sir. The lies you tell. You he, he is getting better. Like you can't sit here and say you look at Dom back when he wrestled with Ray and you listen looking at Dom now, his skill level has gone up. So Xavier Woods does make him look good, but Dominique is also put getting a little bit. You, you can't, you can't, you can't put your hatred for Dominique take away from the man has gotten better. Can I we agree? Do whatever the hell they want to, sir. You can agree that prison dumb. What when he got locked up, and I guess he probably was wrestling in, in a couple of the the shower rooms, and he probably was fighting in the, in the prisons and dumb. Has gotten better, and Dom is like the top heel. Dom is the let, let me say it again. Dom is the top heel on both shows right now. That's not uh-huh. that's not a that's not a that's not an easy thing to do because a lot of people want to get hate. Man, that that made me immediately itch when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything all at once. You can't um, call you can't call him Saki Dominique no more. You know what? Man, I got to find another name for Saga. You right. I, I will say that Dominic has definitely improved. I will say that he is the top heel in the business. Bigger than MJF, I dare say. Because Dominic doesn't have to say a word for people to start booing the absolute shit out of him. <laughs> it is crazy to see what kind of heat that he has. And man, listen, every arena that he goes into, everybody hates this man. Everybody, buddy. So that's, yeah, you're right. That is very difficult to do as far as being the heel. He's over. And, and with Dominic, plenty enough. Because we thought that Dominic was going to be the weak link to Judgment Day. But Dominic's nuclear heat has brought heat to the Judgment Day. So everybody in Judgment Day benefited off of his heat. Everybody. They have been on every show. You know what I'm saying? Storyteller done right. Storyteller done right. I hated I hated the Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Cold storyline, but then it was some parts like I at first I hated. It. Now I go back and watch the whole thing and how it played out. I love it because it really set up Dominic for the future. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna pass anything off to your son, no matter what storyline was, that's how you do it. Because now Rey Mysterio has made Dominic Mysterio the biggest heel. In the business. That's it. Right. That's that storytelling done right. That is storytelling done right. 
Uh, so I thought that Xavier Woods, he did absolutely great. Uh, the match was good itself. Dominic had heat. I hope that he really does more with it um, other than still Eddie's moves. I just want to see him really start <laughs> breaking out and, and really become a, a dominant force. For instance, Sami Zayn, before the whole Bloodline storyline, you guys crapped on Sami Zayn's name. Oh, Sami Zayn ain't no real threat. Sami Zayn, I, you know what? I didn't even remember what Sami's move was. I thought his move was run outside the ring and get counted out. Let, let somebody else get <laughs> counted out. He was crafty. Now, the way that Sami Zayn sets up his finisher, the Holuva kick, he looks super dangerous because he's still crafty, but now people will take him serious. Bro, the way they did it this past Monday, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> when he hit that oh, man. floater, when he hit that floater into the corner, you know it's over. Like, nobody... Bro, it's just beautiful the way he does it. And I'm like, I'm I'm happy that he's got to that stage in his career where people are looking at him seriously. And now his finisher, which is a kick to the face. Everybody do a kick to the face. But it looks devastating now because of Sami Zayn's star power and the way that him and KO has been winning matches. You know what I'm saying? So at first, I looked at them as tag team champions, and I'm like, eh. I'm, I'm I'm over. I'm ready for somebody else to get it. But then I look at them. I'm like, oh man, they are really good storytellers, and they are some way finding themselves in a crossroad between Imperium, the Bloodline, and Judgment Day, which are all three dangerous factions. They need some help. <laughs> they need they, they need some help. Uh, like the man said, man, hey man, all these statues are popping up. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to get with Shinsuke Nakamura. Look, all these statues popping up. You need somebody to watch your back. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he they should they need somebody to watch their back. Matt Riddle is a good part person to watch their back, but I don't know if they really like Matt Riddle like that. You know what I'm saying? I kind of feel like it got to be somebody else from Canada <laughs> to be able to round that oh, whole wow. thing up. K.O. can't, can't stand that room. He can't stand that room. He needs somebody here. Yeah, he need a, they need another Canadian, and then they can really be uh, a strong faction. K.O. I have to say, I have to say, I have enjoyed the uh, the backstage segments with K.O. and Sami Zayn. Because you know, like every time somebody comes, he's like, hey, look, look, hold on a second. Somebody's standing right next to me, aren't they? Like, it is so... <laughs> Like it's so realistic. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Like they're like, yo, y'all don't see us having a conversation. What, what do you need? What is it? It's like when they did with Imperium, I was I was dying laughing the entire time. He was like, yo, his finger. His finger's right there. It's like it's making me so nervous, it's making me uncomfortable. Because it's right there. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And then when Kevin always goes off, he goes off. Like even when when he was in there with Judgment Day, he was like, you know what? I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. Dominic, you don't got something to say. Just say what you got to say. And he said, hey, I know you got something to say. And then as soon as he went in, the crowd went crazy. And he was like, yeah. you know what? I don't care if anybody got to say. I don't have nothing to say. You know what I want to do? I want to punch you in the face. And then he did. And it's, it, is, it is a whole Kevin Owens show when he do that. 
Yeah. It, I, I love it. I, I love it. Yeah, you can't get no better than that. Oh, man, that's a great moment. Uh, let's talk about another great moment on Monday Night Raw, man. Um, so, apparently, the tag, women's tag team champions, Liv and Raquel, uh, they could not defend their titles on Monday Night Raw uh, because Liv is injured. Uh, so, you know, Raquel was like, look, well, I know Liv is not here. So in her honor, Chelsea Green, I'll be more than happy to beat you in the ring. They had a match. Uh, the match was good. The Honda Bomb went on was really great. I mean, Raquel is a, is a real threat in the women's division, man. So I know a lot of people got them, got her on their radar. But uh, while she was walking back to the back, Ronda Rouse, I, just, I knew the way that she was walking, she was going to get kicked. I just knew. It just felt like Shawn Michaels, old school Shawn Michaels, was just waiting there with a super kick. I was like, she's going to get kicked. I don't know why it felt like somebody about to kick her. And sure enough, a leg just came out of nowhere <laughs> and floored her. Uh, and it was Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler uh, come up to her and she was like, uh, you know what happens when you are tag team champion? You know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to defend the belts. And so Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler have officially made their presence known and they are going after the tag team titles. I think they're going to win it. Fellas, do you care about it? What do you think about it? Uh, and do you think that Ronda being in the tag team is going to do something good for her career? Let me go, LP. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Ronda is just getting kicked. Like Ronda has no investment in wrestling. Like if you really pay attention, Ronda don't give a damn about wrestling. This is an easy check for Ronda because she didn't have any more checks coming in. They're not putting her in movies no more because she's not that tough chick no more. Since she got her butt wouldn't quit, she ain't doing UFC. WWE is easy money. She probably making more money than most of the females on the roster. She's right. the last time she even had a match, a long match. I think even that one match, uh, she, she just jump in and do an arm. I remember she jumped and did an arm bar or something, and then that was like it. Like, yo, these, these UFC people, well, I ain't gonna say you people because Brock, Brock, even if Brock don't wrestle now, Brock put in years of wrestling. Brock used to get in there and get busy. But Ronda does not care. And like these tag belts mean nothing. These female tag belts mean nothing except for the fact they female tag belts. They need something to to make them, you know, make them valid. Even when um, Damage Control had them, they didn't really have them doing a lot of. They didn't have no good rivalries, and that's when they should have had them uh, some good rivalries. But no, I don't. This is this one of those go to the bathroom matches. Whatever, whatever they're gonna do. Oh, that's the, are they so are they, are they fighting at a pay per view? So uh, let me go ahead and and talk about it real quick. We have Night of Champions, right, which happens on Saturdays, May the twenty seventh, uh, broadcasting on Peacock in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. You have Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles, Cody Rhodes versus Brock. Lesnar, KO and Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa in a tag team match for the belts. 
you have Gunther versus Mustafa Ali, which I think that's going to be a, a sleeper match. I think that match is going to be really good. Um, you have Bianca versus Asuka, possibly. Uh, Asuka showed up on uh, SmackDown and uh, during Bianca's celebration and spit the green, uh, excuse me, a blue mist in Oscar's eye, excuse me, in Bianca's eyes. Um, Oscar went on social media and said, yeah, I put a little hot peppers in this one. <laughs> put, a little, put, a, put a little hot peppers, a little hot sauce in this, in this batch right here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Bianca was going all over the ring. Ah, my eyes, my eyes. She was going crazy. So uh, I think the mist, I, that was one of my favorite moves of all time. The green, the green mist, blue mist, I don't care what color it is. The mist is, is, uh, it's something. LP, you said something a little bit earlier, man. Whenever a man get, what do you say? It was three things. <laughs> you get mushed in the face. If you get slapped or somebody spit in your face, you got to fight. You got to fight. Yeah. Either one of those three, you got to fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of fight. It's kind of hard to fight when you can't see. So if somebody spits something in your eyes and in your mouth, that's something different. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different. Oh, man. Um, we also have Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus, uh, which that's a, a, a match that possibly is going to happen too. So uh, that's a stacked card, fellas, man. I think that's going to be really, really good. Uh, what do you think is going to be match of the night? Let me go, Mr. Everything. Um, man, that's it is a stacked card. I think the match of the night is going to be the tag match because of all the implications involved in it. Um, a lot of Gunther's matches have been sleepers. If we if we want to really keep it, and as LP would say, keep it a buck. You want to keep it a buck. <laughs> um, a lot of his matches have been sleepers. Um, and I'm very interested to see how that's going to play out. I think, truthfully, I really believe it's going to be a Gunther versus Rick, Ricochet style match. Because that's the way Mustafa works. He works mm -hmm. in almost equivalent to a ricochet. So it's going to be interesting to see how he can make himself look different, kind of stand out to make people say, you know what, I want to see Mustafa Ali compete, period. Let alone if it's a title match or whatever, I just want to see him compete. Uh, but I really feel like the match tonight is going to be the tag match because of the implications behind it. Yeah, I can definitely see that. LPZ, what do you think is going to be match of the night? You got um, on Night of Champions, you got Seth versus AJ Styles, Cody versus Brock, KO Sami Zayn versus Roman and Solo, Gunther versus Mustafa Ali, Bianca Belair versus Oscar, and Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. What do you think I, is going to take that? It's definitely going to be Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. <laughs> nah, it, uh, I kind of think the the AJ Styles and Seth Rollins it, that needs to be the best match. That needs to be the match tonight. It might not be, but I want to say that's gonna be a good match because AJ Styles is one of the best wrestlers to ever do it. Like that's beyond. He's one of the greatest. He should be on anybody's top ten of all time. Yeah, um, Seth Rollins. As well, he is uh, another phenomenal uh, wrestler. So I think, and I don't remember them two wrestling against each other. I'm pretty sure they probably have, but I don't remember. So I think this makes this that match even better. Um, 
I think the one elephant in the room that nobody's talking about is the fact this is Night of Champions, and the biggest champion is not wrestling. Don't don't give me this tag book, man. How in the world? <laughs> this this is the problem. WWE still don't know what to do with Roman. They don't know who's next. So they is Roman gonna not wrestle until next year or to the end of the year? Like they gonna be trying to be slick because he didn't he didn't. It, what was what was the last pay per view? Uh, was it what, what was it? Uh, Backlash was the last one. He didn't wrestle, right? At all. Didn't wrestle. Backlash, no. Wasn't even there. <laughs> this this pay-per-view, he's gonna be there, but he's fighting for the tag titles. Like, how long can they keep putting this off? This is night of champions. The whole point of this is based around the champions. And this guy and nobody, everybody's talking about. See, that's why I will say they smart. Everybody talk about the implications of this tag, this whole storyline. Everybody's looking this way, but nobody's looking that way and wondering why the hell he ain't wrestling. <laughs> why is he not wrestling in this pay-per-view? I think that well, the challenger for Roman Reigns might be announced at Night of Champions. I feel like that's a big enough platform to be, for them to be able to do it. Um, it's going to be millions of people around the world watching that. And I think if you're going to introduce a potential challenger to Roman Reigns, that will be a good night to do it because the next big event is money in the bank. And then after money in the bank, you probably have with SummerSlam after yeah. that. So Roman needs a challenger for SummerSlam. They need to start building the storyline for Roman's next challenger. And I think that at this event, they might, Announce it. If not, then somebody got to step up. Point. point. Well, here's the thing. If, if it wasn't Roman and Solo challenging for the tag titles, who would you put in that tag title situation? Those We don't have It's overdone. What you mean it's, it's, it's overdone? It's, it's overdone because you got to think about it. They, they've lost at WrestleMania. They lost um, at what? Backlash? And then they lost on Raw. So why? Why why bring them to do it again? If if they're gonna lose again, it's not making it's not doing anything for them. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't want to see that. I wouldn't want to see them fight, but they there's a ton of other the street profits. Like they could have started building, they could have started building them up. They could have started building up judgment, judgment day. They could have they could have started building up a lot of tag teams to get to this point. They'd be fighting now, but yeah, they but did. The, the, the issue is that you have them tied to the bloodline so strongly right now. Like they're trying to kind of separate them, but it still keeps coming right back to the bloodline because of the Jay and Jimmy situation. Once I think once after this past Saturday, Kevin and Sammy's gonna go and do their own thing. They're gonna be completely done with the bloodline and they're gonna do, you know. We need new tag teams. We need, you know, who's going to step up, whatever. And then that's when you're going to get the Street Profits, Imperium, Judgment Day. Uh, 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 this uh, year. Um, <laughs> in this year. You're doing that on purpose. Hey, man. You're doing that on purpose. You're doing that on purpose. I'm just saying. You, you taking shots at me? You know what like, that feel like. You taking shots at me? I feel like. Do I need to replay the video? If no, 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 no. Raise your ass no. out. Listen, man. I slipped. I slipped on it. You didn't see it. It's it's camera trickery. I slipped on a banana. 
We okay. owe, we owe, uh, the, we owe the best damn nation that footage. Like we gotta show them. In the <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, listen. Speaking of uh, showing the best damn nation some footage, man, uh, I wanted to do a little something for today. Uh, a little flashback of sorts because he has a big match coming up with uh, this man. We are going to do Mr. Everything interviews everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Everything right here in the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast with this man, NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion, Kerry Morton. Mr. Everything, what an introduction first and foremost. I know you got to get to your your questionnaire real quick, but what an introduction first. I, me, Kerry Morton, third generation professional wrestler. I grew up on the independent scene with my father. Watching Mr. Everything. So now I get, I get interviewed by him. It's a, it's a two and one double. Apologies, you didn't interrupt. Well, I, I want to go on with your question real quick, right. too. Now, with you being a third generation legend in the making. Oh, man. Some big words. Big, big shoes to fill, I think. It is. It is. Now, tell us about the pressure of having that acting in your shoes. With some pressure, it's like carrying a little bit in the back. A lot of people can't do it. So how do you perform under pressure? Kerry Morton performs. Kerry Morton delivers. I don't have to speak to my own actions. The fans will speak more. The people that watch, the people that watch my work will speak for themselves. Mr. Everything, as you know, the wrestling fans need it all for us. So with the pressure of filling my quote-unquote father's footsteps, you know, it's there. But see, the pressure is how people accept. It's either you excel in your pressure or you your pressure. Not it's Kerry Morton that folds. I got the deck of cards always ready to roll. I got the deck of cards on the full deck ready to go. I'm doing the push-ups, the jumping jacks, the squats, whatever needs to be done to be the very best. And that's one day, hopefully, I'm going to excel. Absolutely. Now, give us your dream match. Oh, that dream match. Recently, I wrestled Chase Owens, uh, NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion in past time, former IWGP Tag Team Champion. Uh, I was a match for one and a half for a long time. I got to say now, uh, now that I kind of uh, elaborating professional wrestling. Nick Aldis, calling you out, buddy. I, uh, I enjoy Nick Aldis. I enjoy his work of art. I think he's a, a premier athlete in professional wrestling. And uh, who wouldn't want to wrestle him, quite frankly? And who wouldn't want to beat Nick Aldis? And I, I say, don't count Kerry out. Bet on Kerry. Damn, uh, the wrestling podcast. They, give me give me the title real quick one more time. Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. The best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Don't count Kerry out. That's for sure. Bet on me. Absolutely. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. I'm so proud of you. Now, are we still betting on Kerry Morton uh, when it comes to Mr. Everything? Or we are uh, rooting behind our good champion, Mr. Everything? What's, what's happening with that? <laughs> Man, listen. So, think about it. How we always talk about how things come full circle, right? He stood there talking about pressures and, and the things that he would have to do to excel to the next level. And then he also talked about how he, when he was a kid, growing up, watching Mr. Everything, on the independence, everywhere, doing everything. And now he has to come and stand across the ring from the guy that he watched when he was a kid. To a man that everyone says 
that if you're going to step in a ring with Mr. Everything, you better train from the time that you're an infant just to be halfway ready by the time you're an adult to sustain a match with Mr. Everything. Everybody this Sunday is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, everybody says it. Everybody says it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in the bylaws. Don't worry about it. It's, it's there. It's, it's in the Bible somewhere. Um, <laughs> this Sunday, Carrie and I get a chance to step in the ring for the very first time. And it's going to be for the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. And Carrie has to step up. I don't have to step up. That's that's the thing. I have to win this match to become NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion. Kerry has to win this match to prove why he is NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion. He has to win this match to prove that he can excel under pressure. He has to win this match to prove that the little kid that watched this grown man some years ago can step in a ring with a guy of my caliber, my skill set, and say, I beat Mr. Everything. Fair square, one, two, three, because he won't tap me out. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But he has to say, he has to do everything he needs to do from the moment they announced this match until Sunday to be ready for Mr. Everything. Will he be ready? That remains to be seen. He's extremely talented. He comes from a very strong lineage of professional wrestlers. His father is beyond legendary. But now he has to step in the ring with somebody that they say is the GOAT. Now, am I the GOAT? Am I the best in the world? I can't say that I am. I honestly can't say that I am. And the only reason why I can't say that I am is because they give that same title to other individuals around the world. And I haven't had an opportunity to step in the ring with them. So until they're willing to come out of their shell under their rock and step in the ring with me and prove that I'm not on their level, then the title just doesn't, doesn't fit anybody. Until you step in the ring with everybody that says, that everyone says is the best in the world or the greatest of all time, you cannot carry that title. You can't. So this Sunday we'll find out. And if by chance I do win, I'm sorry, when I win the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship, I will go on to June 3rd as the NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion at the NWA Crockett Cup Tournament right here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, bringing the lineage of the Crockett Cup back to North Carolina. And who else to do that than a resident of North Carolina, Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. Talk your talk, boy. Talk your talk, Mr. Everything. Talk your talk. Huh? Big steppers around here. We wear big shoes, huh? <laughs> uh, three, three, three belts. Big the three belts around. What, what, about the, you know what I'm saying? This would be four. Oh. One, two, three, four. Four belts. 
So go check that out. Uh, we're going to watch that until you won't Mr. Everything. Uh, look, real quick before we go. Uh, one last thing, since he's a buddy of yours. Your boy Jay Lethal just uh, filed a pending patent to change his name to Black Machismo, uh, which is one of his characters where he kind of like impersonates Randy Macho Man Savage. Yeah. So I wanted to see what your thoughts on that since since that's your man and all. Uh Mr. Everything. <laughs> man, he, he is one of those guys who have that tail that title and that label as best in the world and the greatest of all time. Um he, he can change his name to whatever he wants. But again, he's another one that's gotta come from under that rock, step in a ring with Mr. Everything, and prove that he really is the best in the world. That's what I've been hearing everywhere I go. Mm. And he's been hearing that everywhere he goes. So let's see. Let's step in the ring and see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's get it. Oh, man, that's exciting. Look, beautiful people. We're going a little bit over time. Uh, you know we got to do this each and every show to give the people a little bit of inspiration, a little motivation, and a little help and a word to get through this week, Mr. Everything, do you have a final word for the beautiful people? Yes. Um, breathe. Everything will work out if you just breathe. That's it. That's it. Oh man, I feel calm. Just had uh, old calm just go through my body. I just sat there and breathed. You, you know, yeah, it feel good. It feel good. Everything <laughs> makes sense now. <laughs> Everything makes sense. That is the final word from the great and powerful Mister Everything, Victor Andrews. Thank you, sir. LPZ, do you have a final word? For the beautiful people. Uh, my final word would be can't never could do anything. So that didn't make sense at first, but then I, I thought about it two times in my head and I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Can't <laughs> say that again. Can't never could do anything. Can't never could do anything. Boy, if that ain't some country hood logic. Uh, like that. <laughs> you, you heard that from somebody old right there. <laughs> yeah. That came from a Cleotis or a, or a Moses or somebody, somebody old. That's a good one. Can't never could do anything. I like that. All right. All right. That's a good good word from your boy. 
LPs. I got to write that down. That's going to be my new Facebook status. I never could do anything. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, beautiful people, I guess my final word would be give to the world the best you have and the best will come back to you. You know what I'm saying? Give to the world the best you have and the best will come back to you. I got goosebumps saying that. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> um, put energy into everything that you do. Speak life into everything that you do. Um, if you're like Mr. Everything, just say it. If you call yourself the best, you have to do what the best do. You know what I'm saying? And just be the best you that you can be. But the energy that you put into something, the effort that you put in something, the love that you put into something, whenever you put that into something, no matter how long it may take for it to break through and really make sense, if you put out the best, you'll get back the best results. You know what I'm saying? So when you out here and you doing your job, Especially if you if you work for yourself, man, put out put good quality product so they'll come back to you and they'll tell you, hey, you are the best because you you can call yourself the best all the time, but it don't matter what you say in social circles when other people call you the best, you ain't got to say nothing. You already know it yourself. It just took time for everybody else to figure that out. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, give to the world your best, and the best will come back to you. That is the final word from your boy, Brian Renegade. Um, listen, great show, fellas. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday. We will see you guys next Wednesday, as we always do. To the people in Radio Land on iHeartRadio, Pandora. Stitcher, Google Podcast. Uh, if you want to listen to us, you can listen to us on any of those platforms, or you can just simply say, Alexa, play the best damn wrestling podcast. And if you want to uh, check us out on social media, well, the only thing that you have to do is go to our pages and go to our Instagram at the best damn wrestling podcast. You can go to our Facebook group. At the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can go to our Facebook page at the BD Wrestling Podcast where we have all of our content. You can go to our Twitter at Best Damn Crew. You can visit us on Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can visit our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to support the show, just go over to our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. To support the show whenever you do that. We got all kind of goodies for you. We got uh, episodes. We got behind the scenes content. We got shirts, hats, mugs. All kind of goodies for your pleasure. So whenever you get a chance, go and support your boys. And go to www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast. And if you want to uh, showcase your products or your business on the show. We are a great platform for that. Just reach out to us. Uh, go to Best Damn Wrestling Podcast at gmail.com. 
and holla at your boys. LP, you are a gentleman and a scholar, sir. Thank you for joining me on this Wednesday. All right. All right. Beautiful people, we bid you 